Welcome to the Black Belt Podcast. You're listening to episode 29. Today's guest is John Mitchell. John is one of Ireland's top MMA prospects. He had a good amateur career, going 10 and 3, and in November 2019, he made his pro debut against Eric Nolan, which he won in his hometown of Cork. John is currently signed with the Cage Warriors promotion, which he sees as a good path of helping him achieve his ultimate goal of fighting in the UFC. Today I chat to John about his journey to now, as well as his plans for the coming months and years. Make sure to like, share and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, and hope you enjoy. Alright so, what's up John, how are you? All good boy, thanks for having me. Thanks a million for coming on. Um, yeah, so you were just saying that you're managing to get a bit of training in. You're lucky you have the, a couple of guys around you that can help. Do you, are you finding that that's helping keep you motivated and somebody accountable? It's grand, yeah. That, that's the word. Like, just keep just keep on top of yourself, be accountable, isn't it? Like, because I know that once this all blows over, I'm going to try bang out the fights now. So I need to come out of this not very, very fat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you, you had a fight coming up, I think, didn't you? I was supposed to fight Nathan Epps there last uh, last Saturday, but that got put in the back burner. I think I'm supposed to fight in October now, but we'll see. Like we'll see what way that goes. Yeah, that would have been a. My understanding is that would have been a, a big one. That he has a lot of he has a lot of experience, uh, pro experience through, through not necessarily yeah. MMA, but but through other other sports. Yeah, it was it was a big fight. Like he's a he's one of the bigger names in the UK for Thai boxing. Like so, I was only dying to fight him because it's it's a good scalp to get, especially this early on in my career. You know. Yeah, and being in, and being in a big a big win in in a promotion like Cage Warriors could can be big. So, yeah, it's only good. It's, it's it can only be good. <laughs> so like, uh, how did how did you get started in, in uh, martial arts and combat sports? What's kind of what's your background? Yeah, so so my roots a bit a bit mad to be honest. Like the way I started it because what happened was I was really big into rowing when I was a teenager. Like I just said. I had so much energy growing up that my mom said it was showing him something to get rid of all the energy and Rowan's the one to do it. Like So up until I was 18, I was just doing that and I went to the World Championships and I won a lot of medals. And then once I once I was 18, I was figuring I could go to a completely new sport or else I could just hammer the rowing. But uh, I was kind of sick of it at that stage and I always wanted to fight. Like So I always kind of fancied myself thinking it'd be something I'd be good at. Like And then, uh, so once once I finished my leaving cert, I just started training as much as I was in rowing, which was like nine, ten times a week. And, just kept at that, like and kind of progress quickly. Here I am. Yeah, <laughs> but like with, with, with Rowan, did you didn't fancy trying for the Olympics or, or anything like that? It was kind of that thing, like like you know, I was kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place because I wasn't big enough to be a heavyweight. There's only two weights, and for lightweight, I was too I was uh, too big, like so. So I just knew that was probably going to be unrealistic to go to the Olympics, something like that. So I just wanted to be really good at the sport. So instead of just like, mediocre, like. So I, I just knew that I want to get fighting a go. Yeah. So that, where would you have been based in the Rome? Would you have been with the with the O'Donovan brothers at any point in time? Or uh, yeah, it's mad. Like like I, I was actually always around them when, when we were teenagers. Like I like I remember uh, like I went to the European Championships in Spain, and uh, Paul was there. Paul O'Donovan was there doing his camp. So like, so we were hanging out for those two weeks. We were there. So I was there all the time. It's mad seeing them blow up then. Like yeah, I'd imagine. Kind of, they they went one way and you ended up taking going a completely different way, a very very different way, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, uh, when you said you always fancied yourself a fighting, would you have got into a couple of scuffles when you would have been younger? Or, yeah, uh, I, I hate even saying it because the most cliche thing, but anyone that knows me, like, like once I stopped rowing, I had about six months off of just doing my leaving cert, and it was my first time going out properly. And man, I was fighting all the time, like all the time, <laughs> like. 
like my friends even saying it like like you know when i went to the fight and they weren't surprised like but just stupid stuff you'd be doing as a kid more you know what i mean yeah. but it's good it's better, uh you know, if, if, if you like something never do it for free like so isn't it <laughs> i think that's the idea yeah so then what what yeah. martial what martial art then did you kind of start with first what sport did you get into first and you went looking to, to go fighting so initially my dad and my granddad like there, there was a big kind of boxing uh, family in my family so my dad was living in cabin so initially i started actually boxing with this girl christina mcmahon she was like ireland's only professional girl at the time in boxing and uh so then i went from there and then i was back tipping around in a few gyms in cork and then i went up back to limerick for a while because i was in college there uh what gym what gym in limerick were you boxing out of uh, St. Francis. Uh yeah, that's that, that's the main one. And Andy Lee and, and that would've would have came out of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was only there for five months and then like I didn't like that course, so I came back to Cork and then my MMA gym was in the same gym as my Thai boxing gym, so I just started doing them next at the same time then, you know. Yeah, so it was the plan maybe to uh to box originally, but and, and not MMA and you kinda would that have been the plan originally? <laughs> Like originally, I just wanted a. I didn't really care what it was. I just wanted to start getting in, like start racking up fights because I just knew it was something I'd like. And I, I wanted a. Like I miss competing from rowing. Like they're, they're very different sports, but they're more similar than you think. So I wanted to just get that feeling of competing again. And I also wanted fights. So literally, whatever was coming to me, I was going to take. Like, and then uh, the more I looked into it, the more I realized that MMA would probably kind of suit suit my mindset. And you know, it's it's very tactical. There's a lot of thinking in it. Like, so that was the next step. Yeah. So the, how did you take the, the jiu-jitsu kind of side and wrestling side of things then? Uh, it definitely took me the longest to get to the jiu-jitsu side. The wrestling, like, I'm fortunate enough that, like, I think my wrestling coach, Aaron McGuire, is the best in the country. Like, so, you know, that was always grand, but the jiu-jitsu is still something, still something I have to work on, like, yeah. you know. Would you? Anything else, like, you know, if you're doing MMA, like, you, you can't be particularly really good at everything, like, you just work on it, like, and you get there then. Yeah, it's... I think you have to. I think you kind of see the mix. It's kind of you have to be like maybe balls deep in one and just be one hundred percent really, really good at that like high level, or you need to have, or else you need to have that very good mix of everything. Like you can see, some guys get away with being just because they're so high level in one, they can get away with that. But the guys who are generally are are kind of and come into it late, they need to be a, a mix of of everything. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, what you don't want is uh, you don't want there to be a set blueprint to beat you. Like, you know, like, unless you're the elite of the elite, like in like Khabib and wrestling, but what you don't want is like to be a guy that you're a really good jiu-jitsu guy, but you're going to get flogged on your feet. Or you're a really good Thai boxer, but we just drill takedowns for the full camp. And if you get down, you're done, you know. So definitely mixed is better. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think especially like that when you haven't been, like you said, with guys like Khabib or you look at maybe a, a Damian Maya or one of the Cron Grace, guys who have maybe been doing that since they're four or five years of age. It's like that. that's kind of, yeah. they have that so much experience in that. But like if you don't have time to make up that, you need to kind of have, have a, kind of really round out your game. Yeah. And you, and you see that with like, uh, you know, like Leon Edwards. Yeah. So you see, like a guy like Leon Edwards didn't start it there at like eight years old. Like he started as a teenager sometime, and he's, uh, do you know, he beat Damian Maya, or he beat Gunnar Nelson. Do you know what I mean? Just because he's good at everything, he's good at MMA as a sport, you know. So that'd be the goal. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's what I think you're seeing more of. All right, is is guys who are who are good at the sport all around and not 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 necessarily one, one discipline. Yeah, he's a beast. So if you look at the beat, he can do everything, you know. Yeah, it's a, a, a put. 
uh, him against someone like Max Holloway now will be very interesting to see. It's, it's that one is I think everybody wants to wants to watch. Yeah, that would be unreal to see. Yeah. Definitely. So then, like, after you started, then did you did you get in taking fight? Like you said, you wanted to fight. So did you did you get in into into fight and then straight away, or did you spend much time kind of tra- training and developing skills? Uh, when I started, I was uh, always just asking to fight, so I actually got into them fairly quick. Like you know, the first day I had my first ever Thai boxing fight, I had a novice MMA competition at the same time. But I thought they'd be further apart. Like, so my old fella still has a heart attack about this. Like, like I had my Thai boxing fight and it was an absolute war. It was like my first one I didn't realize because I used to boxing where it's a bit more like jab and move. And this Thai box fight was just a war. And then the second that finished, I'd run over and do the novice MMA corner competition was just across the way. Like, and then I just kept fighting actively enough. Like, so I was always, uh, always busy. I'm busy across a couple of different sports. But the sounds, what did you do? Like a mix of Muay Thai, K1 and MMA at that time. Yeah, I never actually fought K1 in the end, but you know, I, I did uh, I did Thai boxing. I went to Thailand, I was fighting Thai boxing. And, th- and then once I started fighting MMA, I was fighting MMA very actively and there was only kind of like sporadic boxing fights in between that then. like, But but uh, yeah, I, I pretty much mixed them all together. And I did the odd one or two jiu-jitsu competitions as well in the way. Yeah, but so do you think that kind of helped as well? It helped your, the MMA side of your game, kind of training, like competing in some disciplines nearly individually and then bringing them all together? Yeah, definitely. So, it, like, if you can kind of get like, like, one thing with Thai boxing is like, like, people that have done Thai boxing MMA will tell you like it's an absolute scrap Thai boxing. You know like, uh, it's just a war. Like, even if you win, you come out very, very sore. So, I think just getting used to kind of being in that firefight definitely made me a lot calmer going into the MMA fights. Like, yeah. So, like, you had because uh, you had a, if I'm right, you had a kind of a good lot of amateur MMA fights. Like you're seeing a lot of guys yeah. that they don't take much time at amateur, they want to rush to the pros. But I think you had like was it 13, 14 amateur MMA fights? Yeah, I had 14 altogether because like you know, I was thinking I'm in no rush. Like you know, uh, like uh, my my whole plan was you know, I wanted to achieve things as an amateur and then go pro. Because how long are you going to be pro for a good while anyway? You know, and you, I want it done right. So like, I wanted to make sure I was UK and Irish number one before I went, and I achieved that. And I wanted to make sure that I. Uh, just felt very relaxed in there so like when I had my last amateur fight when I walked out I felt so relaxed that I knew after I was ready for pro and it was only and then when I had my pro debut it just felt like any other day to me like so that was kind of the goal I was, I was in no rush yeah like you said like I think if you have some guys maybe coming from like they, they started maybe on the feet they were competing in fight combat sports at a young age they could, they, you would have competed a lot like I know a bit just maybe like kickboxing even guys maybe coming from taekwondo like you know there's a lot of competition when you're younger you're used to getting in there and then like it's that kind of feeling of stepping in like you're used to yeah. competition and, and fighting um, so maybe when you change over to something like that it's not as new but I think like you know like you said you, you were kind of I suppose on the scheme of it a little bit later so it was good to get that kind of experience and learn on the job and stay competitive yeah. and stay active like- yeah, hundred percent. You're dead right. Like, like I think, I think by the time I made my pro debut in, uh, in between every sport, I had, I had 34, 35 fights. You know, and like, and like, they they, they weren't thirty five. Like, they were all like, like so a lot of them hard enough. Like, so you know, by the time it came around, I just felt like I'd done it since I was eight. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This is a catch. Is there, is there a standout, a standout um fight from the your time as amateur? Um. The one I enjoyed the most was uh, when I fought this Romanian fella. Actually, the first, the one I probably enjoyed the most was uh, for my first title fight. 
I fought this guy, Elliot Levy. And at the time, uh, I was um, only kind of coming on to like three amateur fights. And I think he had 11 fights or 10 fights. And he was like a big name up in SPG at the time. And he was all the hype, you know. And I just remember like, oh, it was just, it was just an absolute scrap. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, all my friends there, it was just nuts. Like, so that, that was probably my favorite fight because it was my first ever title as well. But like every fight, I kind of learned different things from because my whole thing about amateur was like I kind of approached them all differently because you know, I knew once I got to pro, I wanted to have it well tweaked. So like some of the fights I went in like super super aggressive, some of the fights I went in super super relaxed, just to figure it all out. Like so, I like I had a few favorite ones and, and a few uh, least favorite ones definitely. Mm. <laughs> and uh, what what like that title fight? What promotion would that have been on? Cage Legacy. Yeah, because you, you fought across a good few promotions uh, as an amateur yeah we were just taking them as they came you know when, whenever we anytime we could jump on them we jumped on them you know so yeah yeah uh, the, I presume I, when you said your friends were at that uh, at that one was that one one of the ones that would have been on in, in Cork at the time uh, that was actually the ones up in uh, Drogheda see like my, my friends always uh, they, there was always big enough crowds coming to them but that was like I think the first time they all saw me fight properly you know so it was like uh, they all started coming after that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the word got round then that that uh, this this would be a crack. This would be a bit of crack to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so I'm watching it inside my guns. Yes. Oh, have you seen? So you you fought in in I presume you fought you have fought in in Neptune and uh, close to home. Yeah, yeah, a good few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pro debut was in Neptune. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, would you say they're the be- they've been the best ones as well in terms of atmosphere that you get that home crowd? 100% man like and John ne- Neptune special as well because you even get like all these Thai boxers that like 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 say that Neptune is one of the best atmospheres in Europe because if you ever go there like geez there's nothing really professional about it man there's like beer dripping from the wall nearly it's absolutely packed like and as well the thing about Cork is like word spread so quickly like there was people that have no interest in MMA going just because it was a big night out there like so it's always special there it's mental like yeah I'd so imagine that there's, there can be this thing like, ah, there's this thing going on up in Neptune there Saturday sure we'll go up and have a look it's kind of there's a bit of fighting going on it's like don't yeah. know, maybe not necessarily have a clue about what sport but it could be like that it could be a bit of crack to watch 100% yeah yeah They're, like even for cage warriors it's sold out like there was serious buzz going around about it you know yeah I think I was going to try and get down to to watch it, but I think there was something else on. That I had something else on that weekend, but because uh, like a promotion like Cage Warriors to come and, and go to Neptune is big. Yeah, and and they're going to make it a base, like like you know, like my goal, my dream is to fight for that lightweight title in Cork in Cage Warriors, you know. So there'll be some buzz around that too. You'll have to come down to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I need to get to more of these cards, but like that, it depends on the time of year. Like my own training kind of sometimes yeah. takes over, but. Uh, so then, yeah, yeah. So all your you didn't do any of the, the the IMAF competitions as an amateur, did you? I did one, yeah. I did the Europeans, and uh, I I fought started from from what was it Moldova first, and I knocked him out, and then I fought this guy Isa Asakov, and uh, like he's fighting for a brave world title professionally now. He's really good man, and he absolutely slapped me around. So like I learned I learned so much from him. Like he just kabibed me, like you know what I mean? He just <laughs> took me down. Yeah, and was there any particular reason why you didn't do more of them, or was it just you went more to kind of Saturday night it, show? It was just, it was, yeah, like it was just kind of the way it was going. Like they were expensive as well, and like uh, I kind of liked the whole thing of like you know, like Saturday, like Saturday night, you you show up and you fight, like just like uh, it's going to be one of professional, you know, and the wake up and the build up to it. 
So uh, it's just the way they felt like with my coach and stuff like that. He decided he wanted me to do more of those. Yeah, because actually, it was last week I had um, I was talking to Liam Og on the podcast, and he kind of said that he nearly oh, yeah. feels that he nearly feels that the the IMAF is amateur. The Saturday night show is nearly semi pro. And then obviously you have your your pro after that that you have kind of pro that that's kind of that the Saturday night show yeah. is nearly more like it gets it it is a good bridge nearly between amateur and the pro game. Yeah, yeah, he's dead right. Like, like uh, especially because the one thing I'm after is like we were saying earlier, like it just gets you so used to that math time, and then like, like it, it and as well, Joe, there's like especially they're they're not in Ireland, like so there's not that whole thing of like it's a different feel if it's a Saturday night and your friends are there, everyone's looking at you. Joe, it's it's a different uh, feel to it. Like you get used to that too, but he's right, yeah. Yeah, and I like that. And you, you have that kind of you're starting to have to sell tickets for some of these Saturday night shows, even as an amateur. It's it, it, even on that side, it gets you ready for the pros. Oh, hundred percent. It's even like Donald Throne. He was saying he's like Joe. If someone like walked up to fight him, like in the middle of the street, like you wouldn't be afraid of that. He's like, and fighters aren't afraid of like getting beat up or hurt. What they're afraid of lo- is losing in front of fucking two thousand people. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the, the harsh thing as well. Everybody sees you, lose. everybody. Everybody sees you get knocked the fuck out, kind of a thing. It's that that's, that's the game, e- like the you know ego I mean? takes a hit more so than than anything physical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you be you be better by the time you get up, like. But you know, it, it's it's uh, it's everything else with it, like. But they might see you knock someone out too. So that's the fun yeah, of it. Yeah, that's the joy of it. Uh, so, yeah. th- like that, would you have liked to have maybe done more more IMAP shows if there wasn't obviously, like I said, the the cost associated with doing them. <laughs> Um, no, I was, I was pretty happy, but with uh, with what I did, like like you know, I felt like I fought. I was fighting everyone that was good in the UK, and I was fighting everyone that was good in Ireland. So I was pretty content with doing that, you know. Like I felt like it prepared me very well then for pro. Yeah. So then, what kind of, what kind of what prompted the switch over to pro? Was it just you felt like you had achieved kind of what you wanted to achieve as an amateur, and that it was just time? Yeah, like like. I would have gone pro as soon as my coach let me, but you know, it, like I felt like I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve, like I was saying, and also he did. And it was always a uh, like, like Aaron, Aaron telling me when I was ready to go, and he thought I was ready, so he sent me then. So that was it, like. And was the was it the plan straight away to try and get on a Cage Warriors card, or was that just kind of something that kind of you, you got a lucky break? Uh, it was just very good timing, like like that that kind of that might have pushed us to go as well, like because uh, Joe Cage Warriors was coming to Cork, like like I, like a lot of people if if they have their pro debut, it might be on like some smaller show, like like I was the main card of Cage Warriors for my pro debut, like so it's just perfect, like you know what I mean? I got a contract out of it, so yeah, I think I think the, the Cage Warriors kind of coming to Ireland more is kind of massive for going to be massive for MMA in Ireland. That um, that's a does it. A lot of people that it's it's the proven route. It is a proven route to the UFC, and obviously we haven't seen we yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen many people since I suppose McGregor really get to the UFC and that kind of crap. So I think Cage Warriors coming to Ireland putting on more cards will open up that path to more Irish guys to the UFC. So I think it's I think it's massive for the sport. Definitely, yeah. And like Joe, like if you could see the buzz around Cork, it it was like everyone was an MMA fan for that one week only. You know what I mean? So it's it's really good for the sport. Yeah. So like. Uh, how, how many how many fights do you think it'll take you with Cage Warriors to maybe get a shot at the lightweight belt? Uh, I don't know, like, like, you know, like, it, it's one thing, like, racking up the fights, but it's another thing, racking up and winning the hard fights, like, like, you know, that fight against Nathan Epps, like, could you get a harder fight than that, like, for your second pro fight, you know what I mean? So, like, that was, uh, that was going to be a good one. So, I don't know, I've no idea, like, I'll just take it one fight at a time. Hopefully not too many. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think because there can sometimes be some turnover in Cage Warriors with guys moving on to, you know, like that UFC, you can, if you put a couple of fights together, it doesn't take too long before you could be in a title position. Yeah, you, like you just got to stay ready and you never know what way it will bounce, you know, so like like typically guys are getting there after seven fights, you know, so that's not too far away. No, that's two years. Yeah, even like that, like someone like I suppose Ian Gary is, what's he? I think he's three and zero and has been in Cage Warriors and like similar, like probably about seven fights time after seven fights, he'd be hoping to maybe have a shot at, at a title. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. Even even less, like so, he seems to nearly be knocking at the door already. Like so, that just shows you, you know. Yeah, like you, like you said, like guys like that. Cage Warriors is the, it'd be great to see guys like that like yeah, yourself and other people like Ian and I push into the UFC yeah 100% like uh, like so when you see guys like Ian Gary and, and Paul Hughes and like Reese McKee oh, like yeah. that's bringing all so all up um, all our Irish fighters up it's class it's unreal to see it's great yeah because it's kind of a shame when you look at like the biggest name in the UFC is an Irish guy but then you look below Do you know that, what I mean? So, and, and you look, but you look below that, and it's like, where are the rest of these Irish guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, and uh, there was there was a few glory. There was glorious for a while. Like remember when Paddy Hulahan and Carl Pendred and all those boys were fighting in the UFC? Like, like you know, uh, I think we're going to be the next wave of that. Like that's why I was looking forward to. I think like there's like uh, those lads like Ian Gary Reese and Joe and all those. Uh, but I'm, I'm trust me, like I'm, I'm going to be up there now soon after these next few fights. Like and I think we're the next wave going to go into it. You know. Yeah, because like it spoke that it was the golden generation, and that this was just kind of the start when all those guys kind of made a bit of a breakthrough. But it's somewhat it, it kind of never you're kind of looking at it going well. Where were they? I suppose a lot of other those guys maybe went to Bellator now. So I think you're nearly looking past those guys again, and like it's it is guys like yourself and and the guys you named. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joe, the like the UFC seems to be the goal for us. Like if we're in cage warriors, we're we're only getting hard fights. Like so. You want to be worth something. <laughs> well, like, do you think if if Bellator came and, and offered uh, a, a decent contract, would you go that way or would you kind of turn it down and try and hang out for the UFC? Uh, I, 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 right now I'd hang out for the UFC anyway. That's my goal. Do you know, like, uh, I'm sure maybe, yeah, just the UFC is the goal. I want to be in cage wars. I want to fight in the UFC. So that's that's the plan for now. And that's what my coaches and managers are telling me to do as well. So, so they know best. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I suppose if you any of the young guys I suppose you can nearly you can afford to hang out a small but I think if you, you start to push on a bit and you're looking at well I don't have maybe many fights left then you know maybe a Bellator maybe another route could be could be best then but like that you're, you're still young I suppose and holding oh, out is time to burn yeah yeah uh, and Joe you'll cut your teeth in cage wars like uh, like e- even like me like uh, me and Paul Hughes and Igari or any, any of those lads that you named like I don't think any of us uh, really had easy fights on Cage Warriors at all. Like, so we're all we're all probably getting better after all those fights. Like, like I I, I certainly I got dropped in my pro debut. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people get an easy one. Like, so it's going to make us better regardless. Yeah. So what, you kind of you you stopped it. Did you stop the you you stopped the guy in your pro debut? Did you or was it no dis- a decision? But you kind of I think it was a it was a a grinder. Like you kind of were sitting on top of him and kind of grind grinded out the win. Is that is that right? Uh, no, or or one was just a war boy. I don't think it went to the ground at all. He was just fucking. Uh, I just, just see. I think I saw a clip of you. I, th- I saw a clip. I, I haven't went back and watched the, the 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 full thing, but I see. I saw a couple of clips. I saw you at one time f- firing down some elbows. 
Oh yeah, that that was like at the end of the uh, second round. But besides that, like your man, I was fighting was just tough as they come man. Like uh, I hit him with a load of elbows. I need him in the face. Like landed so many clean shots, and he just was not stopping. Like so, uh, yeah, it was just it was a it was it was like a Thai boxing fight, really. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that was a good? Uh, do you think that was a good introduction to the pro game? Unreal, man. Because like Joe, if I just went out there and, and uh, chinned someone there and. A minute, like, I wouldn't have learned anything, but, you know, I learned so much from that fight. I learned how to pace myself. I learned what it was like to be in the small gloves. So it was great. It was unreal for me. I loved it. And did you did you feel much of a change going to the five-minute rounds? Uh, I actually didn't really. I thought I would have maybe more, but like I was saying, you know, I had so many amateur fights behind me at that point that it just felt like it just felt like fighting. You know what I mean? And I, I was well prepared with my gym, so I just went into it and did it, you know? Yeah, because... I know from some of the guys who have switched over from like Taekwondo, like we, we, where it's a short about it's it's two two minute rounds, and then the guys like they they've switched over and it's like well now you have the longer rounds of it's three rounds and it's longer, and then it's now they're going pro and it's like well now it's longer again, so it, it's an adjustment. Yeah, yeah, but that's all. It's just an adjustment because like I'd say like Joe, if you're doing your two two minute rounds, it's probably a way way quicker pace. Like, but like the five minute, like you can't sprint fifteen minutes. You know, you gotta you gotta tip along a bit more. You know, so that's all. You'd be well able. Yeah. So like, so what does a what does a, a training schedule I suppose kind of look for you when it, when it's a normal week, uh, not so much right now. Yeah. Well, right now it's all over the place, but. Uh, well, like like generally, kind of Monday starts with uh with conditioning in the morning, and then uh Monday evenings like jujitsu, uh, I've kind of like three, and, th- and then Tuesday, fuck it off the top of my head now be like MMA, and then they'd be like probably jujitsu in the morning. I'm kind of generally training twice a day every day. I've three strength conditioning sessions, like, and then on uh jujitsu and resting sessions, and then on Thursday I go up to Dublin and I train with Kali Mahan and I do all Thai boxing. And uh, yeah, just then more wall wrestling. It's fairly standard, but I think I'm like nine or ten sessions a week, and I take Fridays off. Like, yeah, and then like who who would look after? You? Like, do you look after your own strength and condition, or do you somebody who would program that? Would you have a coach working with you? Yeah, so Rob Burns is my strength and conditioning coach, and he's 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 a beast himself. Like, but he's also some man to coach. Like, so he's uh, he made a big difference to my game. Like, like he put on like a, about I'd say nearly five kg of just muscle on me. Like since. And fighting at the same weight since I took him on about a year ago. Yeah, and it was before that, would you have been looking after all your own S&C stuff? No, I just, I Dave DuPont working with me as well, and he was great as well, you know, but uh, Rob was kind of the one then that, that did with me consistently for like, for the last year, you know. Yeah, so, and is it, what, what type of, a lot of explosive kind of stuff? Or? He mixes it, he, like a lot of it's like, uh, it's nothing like I I bulged a disc in my back there a while ago, so it's nothing like uh like I never lift that that heavy weight like what I'm all doing is just like I'm just constantly at it you know because I'm constantly training so just like a lot of kettlebells a lot of push ups, uh just bit standard enough stuff and then coming up to the fight like the weight drops down more and the intensity goes up a lot more you know and then we start adding in sprints and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, like in terms of like you said, put on about five kilos of muscle do you have to cut much weight then to get down to lightweight i do indeed i do indeed <laughs> and, and that's around we will tell you you know like i i, I empathize more with darren till every uh every year <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i have uh i have some experience myself like i'm only a, i'm only a small guy compete at the uh, 57 kilos and uh 
it can be a, it can be a struggle to get that well not a struggle I do, I do it like I, it has been a struggle before you know but once you kind of research it and you look into it and you're, you're strict with yourself you can it's tough in the end but like you'll get there but yeah, like, yeah it's a yeah it's a, that last little bit is always that slog Oh man, and no matter what, no matter what way that last bit, like it's 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 doable, but there's nothing pleasant about it, you know. So, yeah. Do you, have you ever had the feeling of you're kind of getting through the last bit and went, "I'm never doing this again"? Every time, man. Every I time, mean, I'm like, "Fuck, fuck it, I'll just go to welterweight." And then I see the lads that are walking around at welterweight, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm happier to lightweight. It's worth yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, I always find once you've got off the scales, you've got you've drank some water, you've had a little bit of food, you kind of think back to yourself. You go, "Do you know what?" It wasn't that bad. I could do that again, and it's only about. It could only be a couple of oh, hours later. But you're thinking to yourself, it wasn't geez. that bad. I think it's about two weeks. I'd be thinking about that again, man. I'd be scared from the things like, like, <laughs> like the pizza go crack with the weight cut. Oh, there's nothing worse, man. It's that like 24 hours before, and you haven't drank or eaten it. Then ah, oh, they're dismal. <laughs> yeah, there's and there's the lack of sleep because it's the, the you have to dry them out and you can't sleep. Yeah, or, or, and it's. That's the thing. Like, it's nearly not ideal, I suppose, to go. You know, it's 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 the necessary evil, but it's not. Like, if you can't when you're not sleeping, I suppose it can be. It will affect. It could affect your performance and stuff. But uh, like you said, you can't definitely. Really... Joe, like, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, not go on. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a. It's it's you just got to do it right. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's like fighting itself. It's a skill to it. You know, like they say, like is Dominic Cruz says, the last training sessions making weight. Like so. You just gotta, you just gotta do it right, you know. Then, then it's not too bad, but and but it can it can be very bad for performance, you know yourself if you don't do it right. Yeah, it was a, it was actually I was just listening to, a guy, I, I don't know if you would have heard of Thomas Barada. He would be a big in taekwondo and kickboxing. I don't know if you would have, if you would have heard of him from your own background, but he was saying I was listening to him on an interview yesterday, and he said like he he used to treat the way in it was fifty percent of the competition, um. Once oh really? It, that was kind of his mindset. Is like right. The first one is beat the scales, and then the next one is then right now beat the beat the other guys. Is that's how he used to kind of keep himself on track and, and get through it. Is that was his uh, I suppose mindset. Which uh, yeah, and and just, there's a good bit of truth to that. Like like you know they say, don't the UFC say it's it's official once they weigh in, like then it's on. Like but yeah, it, the fight can't happen until you make weight. Like so it's definitely yeah. Yeah. So then, do you have any guy? Do you have anybody on board with you that kind of would look after your nutrition and, and the weight cut kind of things? Yeah. So Yannick McGee Nutrition does my nutrition for me. He's unreal, man. If he can get me to lightweight, he's a fucking miracle worker. Like, so he's uh, he, he does it with me. Yeah. So they're like, what would you walk around at then, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, ah, sure. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that I make seventy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I suppose nobody really wants to say what they walk around that it's uh, a. Yeah, yeah, it's I, like asking a girl her age, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's always you always ask the guys. It's like, right, uh, uh, what weigh you? And they tell you, it's like, right, well, we'll add on two kilos anyway. It's gonna at it's least, gonna, at yeah, least, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll tell you something that yeah, it's always add on that little bit extra. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did you have any amateur fights where it was? weigh in and fight the same day yeah so most of them were so like when, when I was a uh, amateur I was fighting at welterweight a lot and uh, just just that was it like weighing on the day and, and fight that night like and it was grand like th- them were the days you know <laughs> but uh, and it was a different feel to it as well because like Joe like you were saying about your man there that 50% of the fights the way in you're, you nearly think about the fight differently when I think anyway because Joe if you're 
eight weeks out and you're cutting weight, you're on it every day you're living that life, you know. So it nearly keeps you a bit more focused of anything like Yeah. I suppose that like I definitely feel feel the same and it kind of when you're taking that last bit off it nearly feels it right it, it, it's go time nearly you know it's that kind of again 100%. I, I kind of feel like it in my mind says like well this fella like especially the guy you've seen the draw and the guy I know I'm fighting for Sean is like well this fella's fucking getting it because he's after putting me through this and it's like you're nearly taking it out it's nearly 100%. his it's nearly his fault that you're in that you're in that situation yeah Oh, but Jesus, definitely, like, if, if ever you needed an excuse to go into a cage and hit someone, like, like uh, that's it. Like, John, you've seven weeks of missing out and stuff. Like, I remember, like, when I fought in Cage Warriors, like, uh, like it was the week before I graduated for college, you know. The week the week before I graduated college, and, like, John, everyone went for dinner and everything, and I couldn't even go for, like, an after, like, a dinner with my family. Like, I'd get fucking soup or something, like, so I, like, could not wait. Could not wait to fight. <laughs> But do you, do you find that maybe sometimes, I don't know if it's happened to yourself, but I think it's maybe happened to me and I know it's happened to other people that I've been around is where throughout training they nearly become too focused on, on making weight and not enough on preparing for the fight. Do you think that could be something that maybe not necessarily yourself has fallen into, but do you think that is something that some people could fall into? Definitely, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've done it in like my very early days, Thai boxing. I was kind of like that, you know, but Yannick... Uh, my nutritionist is, is unreal for all that because like Joe, all my training is based around my uh, all my food is based around my training schedule because like he says like uh, you're making weight to perform so you're not making weight just to hit the number you know so like we kind of have we're on top of that nowadays but that's definitely a trap you could easily follow and especially if lads starting out like if because like suddenly the weight becomes the biggest deal you know yeah and then you, you step on the scales and you're thinking about the food you're going to eat and then all of a sudden you remember oh there, there's a fight there tomorrow or there's a fight this week yeah you know or there's a fight in a couple of hours well. like, that's you know? the thing Joe John talks about that as well he's like uh, Joe the way it's only a little bit of it like the fight's the big bit like so like lads nearly relax once they make the weight like they need to switch back on yeah and so you mentioned as well there that like you, you were in college and before you made your pro debut how, how do you find balancing college and maybe work and and going a pro career it's good, yeah. Like, like, uh, you, you, you just need to have a serious good bit of, of time management, you know, and just be on top of it. But one thing about going to college and not working full time, it's flexible. Like, so I was always able to train and travel to train and, and do more stuff. Like, but uh, I'll be happy to see the end of this Masters now in two weeks. Like, so this coronavirus is good only because it, it got me uh, to finish my Masters in time because I don't know how I would have done it with fighting Nathan Epps right in the middle of it. Like, so yeah. <laughs> and uh, what are you studying in, in college? Uh, sports and exercise management in UCD. And uh, what would you, that's uh, a master's. What what would you have done? But beforehand, would you have done something similar along the same lines? Uh, I did like commerce, so like and major in economics in UCC. And then sports. Are you planning? Are you expecting to use those degrees, or is 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 MMA the where the most of the bread is going to be earned? Yeah, well, like so the, the way uh, the way I think about it is. Like, Joe, college was great because it got me to this level where, like, really, I was, my attendance wasn't that great in college. Like, I was mostly just training and fighting and stuff like that. So I was pretty much felt like I was training as a full-time athlete. Like, and uh, But now I have all the backing behind me because as I got my degree, I, I went pro as well. So now I'm in a position where for these next two years, I'm going to focus on just going pro and just fulfilling that. But, like, Joe, you can't fight forever. So, like, I'll always have I have everything behind me now just to give pro a go without, without the stress of knowing that I'll have to go back and do all this stuff, you know? Yeah, I know a, guy, a couple of two guys would have been. I don't know if you would have heard uh, Adam and Adam and Ryan Shelley. Um, oh yeah, from uh, Team KF. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would have been a taekwondo background. So we would have competed together in taekwondo years, like nearly the best part of nearly ten years. But uh, yeah, they kind of oh, did really? have done the same. Of uh, like I know Adam had finished his degree and then was turning pro, and Ryan's kind of doing the same. Stay an amateur till he's finished his his time in college and then focus on pro. But like that, it'll be the pro will probably yeah. be the, the main focus. And then like that, if things at the end of fighting, they still have the, the degrees to go back on. Hundred percent, you know, and. Uh... Like men, men of the men of my own heart, so like, you know what I mean? That, that was kind of my plan as well. Like, so and I'm, I'm ready just to keep hammering pro now, yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, just like you in terms of like Nathan Epps, um, uh, it's he, he has made nearly, I suppose, double your fights. Do you think that was going to make much of a difference or? Uh, well, I think he has like 62 pro fights, yeah, but you know, uh, like, so it's he's zero fights in my sport, like, you know what I mean? So, but welcome to MMA. <laughs> so, so would the, but okay, I suppose giving too much away, would the, is the plan to go in and, and would it be to take him down and I suppose introduce him to that kind of side of the game? Oh Jesus, yeah, you could tell him if you see him, like tell him I said that, like that was the plan of course. Like uh like you know what I'm I'm uh, it's it's not like I don't like to tie box myself, but you know, obviously when you look at a fight like MMA is quite strategic, so you always kinda look at like what 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 way do I lose this fight? What way do I win this fight? And like you know, often the lines blurry, like say like with the last one I fought, he was he was good he's good stand up and good ground game, so you know you just had to be better than me. But like Joe for Nathan Epps, like like, okay, I could maybe go in there, go to war. Like, I don't think I just try to smash him up with my hands as well, you know, or I could just take him down. So there was a clear way I was going to win. So that was it, go take him down. Yeah. And what, where where was that that fight was meant to be on? Birmingham, a show? Is, is that is that correct? Yeah, that's it, yeah. but yeah, Birmingham. Uh, would you have, would that have been your first time kind of fighting outside of Ireland, going to the UK to fight, or were you fighting over and back anyway? Yeah, no, I fought. I fought in UK a few times, and I fought in Thailand, and I fought in uh, Romania. Like, so it, it was, it was all. Uh, I was used to it nearly at that stage. Like, I was looking forward to the trip. In terms of Thailand, would you have been like what type of fighting? Did you was it a, some of the stadium stuff or? Yeah, yeah, I was fighting in Bangla boxing stadium. It was some buzz. It was nuts. Yeah, how was that? What was that like? Was it? Uh, was it you were just out there kind of, and you were training and decided to take a fight, or did you go out there specifically for yeah. a fight? That was it. Like I was only young. I was I was twenty. Like and the guy I fought this guy Alan Marin Batista, and like he had a he had twenty five professional fights, and I think I had no full time rules professional fights, and like we had a five round fucking war. Like so, and so I was in the middle. It was just some experience, man, and like it grew me up a lot because like now when I fight any of these Irish lads, I I don't feel nearly as freaked knowing that I fought him. You know, so I felt what that's like. Yeah, some of those some of those Thai shows look uh, look crazy. Um, like not spoil, like 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 in the fight before me, like your man broke his arm and they just rubbed tie oil on it and out he went. Like you know, it was just nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a different breed, aren't they? Like when, when yeah, you see, they put a bit, they put a bit of hair in your chest, alright. <laughs> when you see like what what uh, a lot of promotions have to go through in Ireland to get to get the the amateur shows on, and you see them what they're doing out there with very little. It's like it's it's night and day. It's crazy, man. Like even uh, I saw so many like young fellas smacking each other with elbows like and over here like geez like we we a lot of adult shows don't get cancelled like you know what i mean so yeah so like there was it the cage legacy show last year kind of had a couple of a couple of things that way like even they had to postpone it and push it back a little a bit yeah 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 there's always kind of issues around it like 
yeah like look i suppose it's 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 great that it's that it's safe and that people that fighters are taken care of but as well like that guys the guys need to need to be active and and getting mat time and competition 100 percent. and like uh it's just a lot of it just comes down to misconception like like you know a lot of boxing fights are a lot worse than you the mma fights and thai boxing fights are most certainly in in my like uh in my experience of a more a lot worse for you than the MMA fights like so it's, it's just a negative perception around it at the moment you know but hopefully that passes now in the next few years that's why Cage Warriors coming to Cork is good like because it kind of shows people that it's not it's uh, a, it's well better run than they think you know yeah I, I just find that like it, I, I suppose I had a me and Liam all kind of chatted about it for a small bit as well is that some of the press that the, the MMA gets in the media and I suppose most notably it's nearly it's pretty much it's, it's it's Joe Brawley has a has a platform in the independent that he has a he doesn't uh, he likes to rip into MMA a bit like what's what would you kind of what would be your take what would you say to people maybe who don't have a an idea or a view on the sport uh, yeah like like Joe it's it's just that sport like, it's just people just think you're locking each other in the cages and it's just this animalistic thing but you know you know yourself from competing in martial arts it's so much more than that like what it takes to go in there is just probably one of the hardest sports in the world in terms of like the sacrifice the hard work the mental like the building the character so I don't know like if if, uh, if they don't like it it's not for them but I like it so it won't be at the shows anyway <laughs> yeah but yeah that's that's it like as it was Leo Mog made the point that like Joe, someone like Joe Brawley you're not going to change his opinion it's the people who are maybe on yeah. the fence on the fence you'd be hoping you could maybe show there is a, a good side to, to the sport uh, but like that even like you're, saying, you're saying like that you know you kind of started maybe getting in, in scuffles outside McDonald's and and you ended up into going into MMA and taking up actually like you say getting paid for it and, and taking up as a sport have you found that did you find that that stopped that suddenly on nights out fighting out that stopped of course man like and you know I've seen it absolutely transform uh, kids coming into our gym in every aspect like their confidence but even their cop on and it makes them more humble like especially for me like uh, like my coaches would tell you I was absolutely mental when I was younger you know what I mean like and it's just uh, it's kind of it's gone the other way now like and uh, like I accredit this sport to so much of my life like I even accredit to like how well I was doing academically and stuff like that was because of like you know all the time management you're learning from martial arts and everything you know so uh, it, it is it is so many positive effects and even like it, it has a lot of effects you won't find in a team sport like you know, if you're playing hurling and um, if you're playing hurling like you're, you're kind of hidden stuff like in fighting it's very real like you have to learn how to deal with losses like a man you have to learn how to you know, deal with pressure and everything so yeah okay. yeah yeah definitely I just find myself like any like any the I suppose nearly r- real uh, life lessons nearly have been learned through like a true competition in, in in martial arts yeah. it's like it's like anything you need to that you could think you can apply to life you can nearly apply through competition in, in martial arts like yeah 100% I really agree with that you know so it, it's great like it's certainly what my kids will be going into anyway yeah I think it'd be great like like that if more kids uh, take it up and even even if it's like the goal isn't to be a world champion or a UFC champion or whatever it is if it's a goal just to, if, if it's a bit of time and you can learn and take something from it then like it then it'll have been a benefit 
Yeah, 100%. Like, I remember, like, one of the first few things, like, uh, Aaron McGuire, my coach, was saying to me, he was like, you know, like, Joe, if you can do this sport and, like, you can walk into a cage and you can face, like, all this stuff, he's like, that translates into everything else you do. He's like, Joe, if you want to go up and, and tell a girl she's she's good looking and you want her number, like, you won't be afraid to do that if you've walked into a cage and you're jocks to fight someone. Like, even if, if you have a boss giving out to you at work, like, you know, before that might have freaked you out. So now, if you're used to some fella trying to take your head off, like, those issues aren't as big anymore. So it's great for you. Like, it certainly benefited me in a lot of ways. Yeah, it gives, gives some perspective. <laughs> 100% yeah that's the word perspective yeah yeah so then uh, so you said maybe about maybe seven fights to to the UFC or sorry to the uh, Cage Warriors title how many fights would you reckon it, obviously if everything goes to plan in terms of wins how many fights do you reckon it could be to a UFC push see I've no idea like like just what, I, what I'm going to do is just like uh, I think I think you can get wrapped up for always kind of thinking like but what I just do is train train hard every day twice a day just worry about that next fight that comes up and just worry about that guy and like like as an amateur like I, I, I never lost in Ireland in, ever in MMA like just adopting that you know I was, I was the top guy there for years like so I just took a time one out of, after one and eventually if my hard work just keeps paying off like so I don't know hopefully not that long it'd be unreal if I was in there by 26-27 yeah I like, but if, if the UFC are going to come back to uh, are going to start coming back to Dublin more regular then there's going to be guys getting more opportunities yeah, man, why not? Like, like, you know, anytime this this stuff all sounds realist, unrealistic, just think that uh, the best fella, the pound for pound best fella in the world is Irish and my weight, like, that's just, that's some guy up the road, like, you know what I mean? So why can't it be me too? Yeah. And uh, would would maybe, I don't know if the, the UFC Dublin card is going to happen this year, but if it happened, if it was to come back next year, would you, would you fancy maybe getting on that card? No, not yet. Like, uh, like John, I'm in no rush here. I was like my manager was kind of saying I was going to try get this guy be two and zero. I was going to ask for this other guy in Belfast be three and zero fighting Cork before and zero. Then if maybe if it came around, but like then I was kind of thinking like this this virus has been a good time to stop and think like I'm in no rush. I like any of the fights I rushed in amateur were just didn't like even even the ones I won I I didn't really uh it didn't go the way I wanted them to go you know so I'm just going to take my time with this. Yeah, that's what. I say you can nearly get away with it at amateur rushing some fights I think because uh, when when you do turn pro whatever happens to amateur is pretty much gone because you're O&O again every day it's a clean slate as a pro but then 100% yeah. yeah yeah you're kind of yeah like when I get into the UFC like I want to be there because I worked hard and I want to be there because I'm ready and I want to be there because I, I, I'm now I'm ready to fight the best lads in the world. I, I don't just want to be there because it came and I was I, I just happened to be the Irish, the fucking Paddy ready to jump in, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I think like we spoke about yourself and so and some names there, I think I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be some guys who will be on those cards who, who, who will be there because they deserve to be there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, definitely. Do you know, like, I, I really think we're the next wave of it. Like, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see it happen now over the next few years. Yeah. And so, like, you mentioned your coaching. What kind of, what background is the, because you would have been training out of, as well, like BJJ Cork. Is that right? Is that all kind of linked together as one gym? Yeah. So it was BJJ Cork, but Aaron McGuire was our MMA coach. And it's MMA Cork, but the gyms are still linked, you know. Like, uh, like if we get belts in jiu-jitsu, we get it off Liam Beechner, who, who's a, uh, Black belt, the BJJ Cork. Yeah, so uh, that 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 gym's around quite a while, then, isn't it? 
Yeah, and, and Liam has stopped like a, is it five or six black belts there as well? Like it's it's an unbelievable gym, especially just to have that in Cork, you know, to have that many black belts around the place. So it's there a good while. I think Liam was the first lad to bring a bidge to Cork. Yeah, to, are you, have you are, are you up in up in the belts in BJJ or are you, is that not no, a focus? See, I, I rarely ever wear the gi, man. So, like, you know, I uh, I just train mostly MMA and no gi, like, so I'm still on blue, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I'd like to fight a few belts there now in MMA and just see how it goes, just to prove a thing or two, like, but yeah, for now, blue. <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you think at some point maybe you might go back into the gi and, and look to push up through the belts? Maybe post I always kind of thought I would, but. Uh, yeah, I've I've a I've a lot of things to do in MMA that I know first, like before I go into the retirement plan. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's at some point. Yeah, because it's uh, I suppose it's always something that's there. It's not there's uh, there's guys getting black belts like who are into their forties and stuff, and and that it's it's not something that's because of this type of sport. It's not really not overly age restricted, I suppose, and and how, when you can progress. No, and and it's a great bunch of lads up in that gym, like and. That, that would just be a great a great social club as, as well like as a you know if, if you want to do that when you're a bit older like yeah and you mentioned going to Dublin then as well to, for some uh, some Thai boxing stuff what gym is that out of I know you mentioned the guys what, what gym is he training out of then it's uh, Dublin Combat Academy up in uh, Dublin it's in Drumcondra so it's like Colin Mahan would be my head striking coach up there um, is that the same gym as Craig Coakley Am I wrong? Is that his gym? That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Looks like a good gym up there. Some some good fighters fighting over there as well. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Like like uh, if you if you inspire Craig, you know what I mean. Like like he, he is unbelievable. Like God help people if he ever goes to MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would that would be interesting actually because like he's one of the one of the, I suppose one of the top stand up guys in Ireland in, in that kind of sport in that kind of style um, so it could be interesting to see him go to go to something like M- go to MMA and see how he gets on yeah 100% one of the top stand up lads in the world really so definitely man it would be, be unreal to see that yeah did you have any did you have any uh, inkling to maybe go and fight in any of those the, is it Yako is that how you say it Yako cards yeah like so I'm, just, I'm just so focused on MMA at the moment but anytime I watch them man I'd love a crack off that like uh like even my best friend, like Dillamar, like he fights Thai boxing. I was in his corner a good few times now, and like we train a lot of Thai boxing together. And I'd love, uh, I'd love a crack off him, especially when I see him getting ready to go into him. You know, but that's another part of the retirement plan. I'll start banging in a few Thai fights too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of guys I think who have kind of went that route, isn't there? Like just in the, they've kind of stepped away from MMA and maybe went into went into Thai boxing and and kickboxing. Yeah, 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 and uh, and vice versa as well. You see guys doing that a lot, you know. I think Craig, sure, like he initially started jujitsu because he wanted to go into MMA, then the Thai boxing, and then went that way. Yeah, so I enjoyed knocking people out with them elbows. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, kind of, I suppose, before we finish up, is uh, is if you had to pick, if you had to pick a favorite fighter, uh, who, who would you pick? Uh, right man right now it's the beast like I'm just watching him so much like like he's just good at everything and he's so relaxed and so calm like like uh, you know I've nothing to do but time and to practice stuff now so I'm just watching all his fights and practicing all his stuff you know so he's unreal yeah uh, I remember that one of the first times it wasn't his, his last couple of fights it was maybe before 
think it was the Jeremy Stevens fight and I saw him he threw this back kick against the guy and it was very much like a, a shot that we would see in, ta- in taekwondo and I kind of went oh that's that was the first thing I went that's something different that that, that I haven't yeah. seen used in, in MMA so that kind of drew me to him and, and since yeah he's 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 crazy like crazy takedowns trips crazy submissions absolutely nothing like, and uh, even his composure like like he's just like he's just really good at, at MMA as a sport like that's what's great about him like he just knows where to be and when not to be there and he, he's something else yeah I suppose they, ha- they have that kind of background of they're nearly training every day with, uh, with, with Sambo that's nearly it's nearly as good as it's nearly the same as MMA so I suppose they have that kind of background yeah and if you look at it there's a documentary on uh, YouTube that follows the beat and he like went to this like wushu school so since he's like six he's just doing uh, like wushu and like but they're doing takedowns in it they're doing punching and like he's just it's insane it's like a, it's like a it's like the equivalent of a Cuban boot camp for boxing but for MMA in Dagestan like it's unreal yeah do you, do you think he'll he'll win the title at featherweight I think so yeah I think he will yeah I think he'll do it himself and that, that that's a good fight him and Volkanovski even is a is a great fight 100% and like look what he did to uh, like Jeremy Stevens. like he's a title contender Jeremy Stevens, you know and he beat him like so beat him well like so yeah well able the only maybe the standout is is, is kind of whole is can he go five rounds um, that's kind the of, thing yeah he's tired, he's tired a small bit but you think uh, I think I think sometimes in the third round uh, he could maybe you know, because he's won nearly the first two come the third he's kind of it's maybe I uh, have this wrapped up kind of a thing but if there was a fourth yeah. and fifth I think he could maybe rally and come back into it yeah yeah that's the thing and, and so I suppose if you fight someone like Volkanovski that's going to put it on him like like that's a, that's a different situation again but I suppose if he goes into it just knowing that he needs to not get tired maybe his coach Mark Henry will adjust for that too and he'll be fine yeah Um. If you had to pick a, a favourite fight to watch, a favourite fight that you've seen all time, what would you pick? Oh man, watch Fabio Pinka versus Bobby. If if you want just entertainment, it is unbelievable. Like they, they were fighting this K1 fight, like, and then the two boys just start absolutely smashing elbows at each other and everything. It's nuts. It's an absolute bar burner. So that would definitely probably be it. Yeah, nice. That's one that, well, it hasn't come up. And I like to get that because it, it, yeah. it, help, it help adds to my list as well. <laughs> Yeah, oh, watch that after this, but you would be buzzing to fight. <laughs> uh, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on. It's, uh, I've enjoyed the chat. I've enjoyed yeah, seeing. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. I've enjoyed seeing where me where you've came from, the plans going forward, and like that. Hopefully, we'll be back training, and everybody will be back training and competing soon enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and and watch watch my pro debut as well, boy. I'll watch, I'll watch <laughs> it in full. I'll, I'll watch it in full. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, boy. Thanks for having me. Thanks a million. Cheers. All the best. Cheers, boy. Thanks.